my great honor to be talking to Puerto Rican legend and almost 30-year veteran in the ring, Savio Vega. Thank you for talking to ProWrestlingStories.com today. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure for me uh, to be here with you guys. And, uh, of course, I mean, the, the world needs to know about Savio Vega. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I agree. I hope we do get to know more about you through this interview. Now, you've been in the business since 1986. What got you interested in professional wrestling in the first place? Well, uh, my story, man, was uh, I was like, uh, what, maybe 10, 12 years old, something like that, and, and uh, maybe less. I don't know. I was surfing in, in some channels back home. I remember it was a Sunday at 5 o'clock, and uh, I was looking in my, in my in my house. We have a little Hitachi black and white TV. And uh, looking around, I just found Titanes in the ring. That was wrestling from uh, Argentina. And uh, soon I soon I see that man, that was like a flash in my in my life through my eyes, through my brain, everything. I saw I saw that and wow, I mean, flash my life and I love it. I see it every Sunday. I was there at five o'clock watching Titanic in the ring, and uh, wow, I mean. Since that moment, I just fell in love with wrestling. You saw the then, light. Uh, oh, man. I, exactly. <laughs> I saw the light big time at the end of the tunnel. So I uh, I got in love. So, and then back in the school, I started you know, talking to the guys. They, they see uh, what I saw in TV and stuff like that. We started talking about wrestling. Uh, a couple of years later, we found out we have local wrestling in Puerto Rico. So... Uh, I started watching it too. Then I started visiting the uh, the buildings and uh, going to the matches and knowing the wrestlers. Uh, years later, I got my cousin and my 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 uh, my uh, yeah my cousin's work on 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 the security mm-hmm. doing you know wrestling matches, uh, and I want to be there. So I started traveling with them. Then later, I work as a security on the. Uh, on the shows. Then from there, I already started jumping in the martial arts, uh, known a little bit of the martial arts. Then from there, jumping wrestling. And uh, years later, a friend of mine was in a, in a dojo, Taekwondo dojo. And uh, I asked him, you know, he, he left. He left the dojo a couple of years. I, I, exactly like one year later, I asked him, where have you been doing? And he said, I wasn't wrestling. I said, what? You were? What? You have to take me there. You have to take me there. So uh, he took me to the place. Then, uh, you know, by myself, uh, sometimes I went on bicycles. Sometimes I talked to people to take me to, to the place. And I was next town, uh, uh, named the town as Dorado. And uh, I started visiting the, the gym. Sometimes already those old timers, uh, already tired to, to, you know, be in the ring. So I went there by myself a few times, you know, jumping here, there, doing my bumps, learning a little bit. I don't have like a, this kind of a teacher. They they grabbed me by the hand and took me to, to you know teach me everything. I have like I don't know how many guys to to teach you know a little bit here there. The old timers I've been around old timers almost since I start. You right. know, so uh, I learn uh, you know a little bit from from everybody from inside the ring to outside the ring how to behave uh, and do stuff in the dressing room and the street and and everything. But I fell in love with wrestling, I say, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years, maybe less a little bit, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing, to be honest. 
Yeah, it must have been incredible for you to be around these greats, learning the in and outs. And uh, I mean, when you first started, you you were in um, the World Wrestling Council under the name TNT, and you had a memorable yeah. run. Um, it wasn't long until you were fighting the likes of Carlos Colon and Abdullah the Butcher. What was it like wrestling against these guys? Well, amazing. You know, when when I uh, uh, start with him, Isaac Rosario. Isaac Rosario is one of the uh, Carlos teacher, and uh, you know, so I, I wrestle. I was doing security. He know me from the security standpoint. You know, so I uh, I uh, I wrestle one time in his hometown. It was a little a little building there, so it was an independent wrestling, and they dedicate that match of that uh, uh, you know party that they do over there to him to Isaac Rosario. So mm-hmm. I have a match, a tag team match with some of the local guys, uh, and I was the last match. Here he come after the match, went inside the dressing room and yelled right there in front of everybody, say. You are good. You are better than all these guys. Here. <laughs> oh I, man! I just went. I just went like, oh my god! You know, I'm, hey, I'm part of these guys. You know, absolutely. And, uh, he said, yeah. You know, he's, and I just I went like, watch him. You know, and he said, you, I'm, you good, man. I want to talk to Carlos to bring you down because I love the way you wrestle. You have what you know we need. Blah blah blah. I say okay. You know, so a week after we talked to my uh, boss, you know, security, and. Uh, he said, put him in the front of the dugout. We are in a, bu- a ballpark. He said, put him in the front of the dugout so Carlos could see him. So here he called Carlos. Carlos is you know, behind the, the wall watching just, you know, like like somebody want to kill him. You know, he's behind the, the wall watching the, just with one eye. Yeah, you know, yeah. There. He said, uh, that's the kid right there. He's good, blah, blah, blah. Now they call me in the dressing room. Uh, they asked me to have, like, a custom, wrestling customs or what I heard. I said, yeah. And I don't have nothing. And uh, and I say they say uh, Wednesday you're gonna be on TV. You know the TV taping. Just like that. <laughs> say, yeah, just like that. Wednesday you're gonna be TV taping. I say okay. That's incredible. You got they say you got everything, boots and everything. And I just just have a couple of things. I say yeah, I have everything. So I said, well, I'll see you Wednesday. So I went to I've been there now. Oh my God, that's that's you know my first big. Gaga on, on on the big company in Puerto Rico, right? You know, so I'm, I was excited and happy. Uh, Wednesday I went to the TV. Uh, I wrestled in Super Medic, Jose Strada. I wrestled. I, I did a tag team match against uh, with one of the Hearts, uh, Bret Hart brother. He was yeah. in Puerto Rico at that time, and I re- I can't remember the other match, but I did three three TV tapings. And uh, after they see me, say, well, I mean, of course, I was super green. They say, okay, all right, it was nice, you know, to to, to squash matches, of course. So they say uh, they send me to a, a, a gym. They say, go to this gym and go train there for a couple of weeks and come back. I say, really? And nothing. They call me every week, you know, to do TV. So I did TV. I uh, did many characters, you know. They need me doing whatever. I was there, you know, and uh, learning, learning, of course. Uh, Butch Walker Luke uh, come to Puerto Rico as a yeah. booker, and uh, that's when they start talking to me. So they send me to Louisiana for big watch. Before he had a mind, send me to Tennessee. I don't know what happened in Tennessee. Uh, so they sent me to Louisiana for big watch. I was there for four months. Come back home. Then, then a couple of months later, they sent me to Mexico. I went to Mexico for what uh, three months. After that, I come back. 
that's when I start doing TNT. They need a heel in Puerto Rico because they don't have they don't have that strong heel character. So we come and develop develop it. Uh, was was TNT? He's a guy, martial arts guy. They have an have an afro. They said, "Cut your hair." I said, "I don't want to cut my hair." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, bald head. At that time, I'm talking about thirty some years ago. You know, be bald. He's like, "Oh my God, you bald head." It's traumatic. So, you know, exactly. So, well, cut your hair, blah blah blah. I cut my hair. I look funny. You know, it's like, what the heck, man? Let's see what kind of a pain we're gonna do. But by that time, it was Kabuki around? Was uh, uh, the the Warriors? Uh, the ultimate. I mean. Uh, was it the Road Hawk Warriors? And, Hawk and Animal. Road yeah, Warriors. yeah, Legion of Doom. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I started doing, doing some paints on, on the papers of the face of the people, you know, to looking for kind, what kind of paint I want to do in my face. So I start, I start damage all kind of types uh, 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 of the guys because the, 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 the paints that I was using was oily paint, was kind of a... Uh, Gaga paints and bullshit, you know. So I start, I start making some damage on the on the on the on the clothes, <laughs> and till I got the the right the right paint. So I mean, working with those people by that time, I mean, it was amazing. I I learned a lot from them. Uh, talking about uh, Afa and Sika, working with them. Yeah. Bruce Brody, uh, uh, Carlos Abdullah, uh, talking about. Uh, Iron Sheik, Terry and Dory Funk. I mean, wow. I, I, I think one time I was supposed to wrestle Rick Flair, something happened, they changed the car, and Miguelito Perez ended uh, working with Flair. And uh, uh, Miguel is my partner from Maripas. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I've been working with so many old-timers, man, that, that I'm happy that I was there with, you know, with these people. And I work. I got the time, you know, to to work with these old timers, these uh, legends, you know, from the ring. And and, and I mean, I, I love I love that that era, to be honest. Because a lot of the guys currently, I mean, they don't get that experience of jumping in the ring right away with these all time greats. You know, it takes time for yeah. that. You started off with them. That's true. I, I start working with that, those people when when like I said, when I come in from Mexico. Uh, they needed a big time uh, heel because I don't know I don't know what happened by the time in Puerto Rico but the business went down. I remember I come back uh, to work and when, what we did was just have me on on TV, you mm-hmm. know, to to see how the character work on the people and that character as a TNT worked super uh, uh, amazing and I mean was super good. On the people, see this bullhead guy, painted face, don't talk. I have a manager, was a profe. I never talk. I was just quiet and serious all the time. Mysterious. And, uh, I just, oh, <laughs> mysterious guy, guy, you know, I just come in, in the ring, kicks on ass, and put the cobra punch. Now we put in like a blanket on top of the, the face of the wrestler, and mysterious way, I wake, I wake him up. Uh, I mean, in... The only point that we have to sell this character was, of course, working hard, making me strong, making me mysterious, and we refuse to wrestle in any arenas in Puerto Rico till Carlos Colon gave me a chance for the universal title. 
Yeah. So every every time he's okay tonight, TNT and such and such a place, he said, no, we're not going to wrestle in Caguas, let's say, and Bayamon, whatever, because we want, I mean, this is my manager, opportunity for this title, and Carlos is a coward, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, Carlos was finished another few. So here we come, and blah, 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 selling this, uh, this car, uh, till the point he will tell us, say, well, okay, I'll give you a title shot. I mean, an opportunity against me. But if you beat me, I'll give you the title shot. If not, you know, you lose, out. Right. And we say, okay. So we did a TV a TV match. And blah, blah, blah. Carlos being a Superman strong guy, you know. <laughs> uh, I almost got him beat. He, he turned around, got me almost beat, whatever. I jump on him. I put the cover crunch on him. Now, to put me strong, of course, as a character, people believe in that character. I mean, I put the cover clutch on him. He cannot give up. I mean, he's fighting, fighting, till he passed out. So when he's passed out, he's down. I don't want to leave him. I don't want to, you know, wake him up. Referee's like, uh, come on, let him go, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I let him go. He didn't say, now wake him up. I said, no. Wake him up. Come on, no. Now Carlos started throwing some balls from the mouth. So, oh, my God, Carlos in trouble. The referee went crazy. Everybody's crazy. Carlos, oh, my God, the big guy, <laughs> you know? So, uh, come on, wake him up, wake him up. I say, no, no, no. I'm leaving the ring. Here come Victor Jovica. He was the, the the sleeper hold guy, you know? So he tried to wake Carlos up, and Carlos cannot wake up. Oh, my God, it's worse, you know? So I jump on Jovica, too. It's like I want to finish with Carlos. Here comes the baby face, blah, blah, blah. Well, so now we, I call the attention of the champion. So that's that, from that point, yeah. So from that point, we have the feud here, there. So now I go, I went to the arena and, you know, I went, I went almost a year straight win matches. I beat everybody that you may name it. Uh, TNT was eating alive. So to get the characters super strong. So finally, when I went to, you know, against Carlos, uh, we, we sold out, man. Uh, one of the anniversary shows, we sold out of the, uh, the stadium, and next door is a, a Coliseum. So the half of the Coliseum by by screen was full. And, and the uh, stadium where we have uh, the real match right there was already full. So we, we sold out. Uh, around almost 20,000 people between the two together. That's amazing. 20-some so 20 20 people, 20,000-some people. So, I mean, it was a great house. So uh, I remember Hugo told Carlos, he said, Carlos, it's time to pass the baton. You know, put the bell on the kid, hurt yourself, get out for, for six months, you know, hurt yourself, whatever. Let's let's keep let's throw some meat to the kid, put him more stronger. So in six months you come back, we're gonna have a hell of a, a, a hell of a house, and have you know make some money. And Carlos say no. He say why? He say no 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 yet no yet. I mean uh, you know you don't want to put the kid over. So yeah, we went one hour Broadway, one hour Broadway. I remember we did a, a, a full finish in where I pin Carlos one two three. But I was holding the ropes. When I did that, the people just exposed. Like, wow, you know, they got a new champion on the kid, blah blah blah. So here come the commissioner, and he say, no, he hold the ropes, blah blah blah. And uh, 
So the match continued. We went for another half an hour. So we have a hell of a match under under mud. Yeah, Why I saw this match today. Yeah, you that? yeah, that was incredible. I, 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 I have a red pants. So I mean, the fans were throwing uh, uh, mud. It was raining a little bit, and and we are in the ballpark. Oh my god! So I have sand on my eyes, my ears. I went straight from that ring straight to the showers. <laughs> I mean, straight I to the shower. So uh, I mean, it was a, it was great. So we come back a week after to the same building for a rematch. Was nobody there? Nobody there. I mean. And, and they pay, you know, by the, their own words to say no. I mean, hey, put the kid over, continue with the story, put the shit strong, so everything, you know, work for, for the good of the company. But he was thinking, I don't know what. Mm. So, uh, I mean, uh, then later they tried to fix it, but it was too late. You have to fix it when the time is right. Yeah, you should have won it yeah. in the mud. I saw that at the very end there. Um, he yeah. he locked you in to uh, was it the figure four, and you were just yeah, holding yeah. on strong. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, well that was that was incredible. I've not seen anything like that. You know, because yeah. as you were wrestling as heel, you know Puerto Rican fans. You know, I was reading was it Bret Hart's book? I think it was Smith who had told Bret before he went to Puerto Rico. Exactly. You yeah. be careful. The fans there, they're quite fiery. You know, they had a reputation for attacking the heels with knives and uh -huh. other weapons. Was it yeah. dangerous for you when you were working heel? Did you ever have any run-ins oh, with these hot-blooded yes. fans? Yes. I mean, uh, the fans by that time, they, they throw you with whatever they have because they believe big time in, in the heels. And the heels was heels, you know. And uh, and uh, they throw you with batteries. They throw you with shoes. By that time, beepers, rocks, uh, bolts, whatever they have in their hands. And now the people that are more, you know, more into the business and, and, and just maybe one or two kids to throw something and already the, the parents or whoever is next is like, hey, don't throw nothing. So, I mean, <laughs> now it's clear. It's honest. a bit better oh, now, but back then they didn't oh, have those people saying stop. You know, brother, it was real. Brother, I wrestled I wrestled Brody. I remember I was wrestled Brody in Mocha, one of the towns. Of course, Brody taller than me. Right. He, I mean, we went to the stands, you know, Brody, uh, Bria Brawler, and, you know, wrestle everywhere, whatever. We went to the stands. He grabbed me by my neck and pushed, pulled me out of the way. When I, when he pulled me to the other side, I just realized why. is the, is the old man behind me with the knife. Wow. You know. He saved you. To cut me. <laughs> oh, so, man. I mean, wow. I mean, what's, what's to be honest, Puerto Rico was heavy, heavy on the fans. Uh, you know, they, they believe they want to, you, you hurt, Carlos, you hurt, Invader, you hurt, any of the top uh, baby faces, you in trouble. That's incredible. I, I I never heard the story of Bruiser Brody saving your life. You know, I was going to ask you were in yeah. the, you were in the building when he was tragically murdered. What was it like? Exactly. What was your, well, what, yeah, what was that experience? Oh, uh, it's a bad negative experience, of course. I mean, people people have uh, so many, many stories. I read the other day something about Dodge. I read something about uh, Tommy, Tony Atlas. And, uh, and uh, to be honest, it's, you know, everybody has their stories. Uh, once, he got stabbed there. He don't die there. 
he don't die at the building. He died, you know, during the night after he got an operation. They they took him alive to the uh, to the uh, uh, medical center to the hospital, and they uh, proceeded an operation on him. And through the night, <clears throat> I hear he got internal bleeding, and he died. Of course, consequences of what this asshole did. Right. You know, Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I mean, it's bad. You know, and still in my memory, uh, because things like that got recorded on you and your brain, in your hard hard disk. So, uh, I mean, it's bad. I still, still, you know, remember. And uh, I was the other day in Kuwait City, and we're talking about Brody, and uh, because we have a, a podcast too in Puerto Rico, a radio station. We do a la radio pr dot com every Wednesday at 10 o'clock. So we're talking about Brody, you know, and, and we have, I mean, the guys in Puerto Rico uh, have few people calling those stories of Brody. And uh, we, we did our stuff from Kuwait City. Uh, I mean, I was around Frank a little bit, and the time that I was with him, I enjoyed. Uh, to be honest, he was my, my favorite wrestler. When I met him, I was doing security. I was working as a security. And you were well, a fan. I, I saw, exactly. And I, that's the only wrestler, to be honest, that I like his style. The style that Brody has, I love it. And uh, and I had the, ch the chance to, to meet him, and I had the chance to, to work with him, you know. And, uh, I mean, wow. One time, uh, I mean, so one of the many times, uh, Carlos called me and said, hey, can you go pick up uh, Brody and Hotel, take it to Ponce? The south area of the island, and we live in the north area. It's about two hours driving. He said, "I said, yeah, almost. You know, I never have, uh, you know, a no for that." I said, "Yeah, of course. I pick him up. You know, I, I travel by myself." So I went there, pick up Brody, and let's go. So one time we coming back from Paul's uh, area, and uh, and he said to me, "I said, T. He called him T. Say T. Uh, I say you have a great." Uh, 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 what is it called? What was the right word? Style. So he said, "Style." He said, "You work good. I mean, you you, you could you could be successful in the states." He said, "Don't stay here. Go go to the states and work there. You could make more money. Don't stay here." So I say, I, I, you know, I understand my English wasn't that great. You know, uh, I just went one degree off now. <laughs> so I say that guy, okay. I say, okay, you know, and I was thinking to myself, I said, well, this is the man who's going to help me to get booked in the States because I don't know too many people in the States, you know. So I say, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, tell him to tell me. And a couple of weeks later, this guy happened, you know. So not because I was looking for him to help me or he told me that I was good to don't stay And, and, and go to the state is because what happened there to somebody that you appreciate that at least look at your work and, and say to you, because I don't have too many guys who come to me and tell me, hey, what's good? I mean, fix this and don't do that. To be honest, I just pass through everybody like, uh, well, he's okay, but, you know, he's not good, but he's okay. I say, I know I'm okay. Maybe I'm not the greatest, mm -hmm. but I... 
I, I, I went through the, the greatest, and I made some to be greatest, and I know that. So I said, I say, you know, damn, you know, my luck is, is a bad luck. Uh, we went to the trial. We went to all kind of Vegas. Uh, I mean, they found this guy not guilty. But recently, you see what happened to Snuka. Right. Exactly. You know, and uh, the other day, everybody was talking in Puerto Rico. Before the, hap- you know, the, the Snuka uh, deal come out, or Snuka story come out, we're talking about that in Puerto Rico. And not after Snuka, that come back in Puerto Rico again. So right. it's like, a, I mean, it's like in law, in law in Puerto Rico, you can, or maybe, I don't know if that's the same law for everybody, you cannot be in trial for the same thing twice, but if if, if it's a, a strong uh, evidence, I mean, of course you could be tried again. Right, exactly. So they could bring it back. So up. we know, yeah, we know, and I know, and he know, and all the guys there know, and the world know that he did it. He cannot say that he did it, you know. And and uh, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's still thinking. In, that day a few times and, and my eyes got wet. I remember uh, when I, we went out of the cold room that day, I went to the bathroom and Jose and his lawyer come behind me. So I went mm-hmm. take a leak when I turn around, they all they I feel like they all watching me pee. <laughs> and I turn around and, and here come Jose and thanks me. I say, Thanks me, thank you for, for what? I said, Thank you for what? Say for, for just you know to talk to them. I say, well, I, I I say what I have to say, what I see. I don't put no less, no more. I just see what I you know. I, I just say what I what I see. I mean, if that worked for them, well, work for them. But I never say nothing like, uh, oh yeah, Brody bring the knife or Brody no, because I know Frank don't have the knife. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for a fact, brother. And, and we've been, I mean, we're talking about in Puerto Rico with, with a few friends to do a, a movie around, around that. To see what, you know, to tell the people how things happen. And I know, I know that Jovica and Carlos, they know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because Jovica never was in the, uh, in the, in the dressing room, he's never been in, in the dressing room. He's always in the front stealing money, you know, from the government selling tickets. So I know that motherfucker know what's gonna happen because this is early in the afternoon. I saw Jose passing by in front of me to the dugout area and where he got the the, the towel on the knife, and Jovica and Carlos was sitting down there. When I went to the bathroom area, which is separate from the towers. I hear the commotion. Wah, wah, wah. So when I come outside, Jovica and Carlos already inside there. They're already inside there. When I had the chance, and I was almost one of the last to get in, when I, went, when I see the picture inside there, what I see, the, Tony Atlas was next to me. One of the jumpers was next to me. When I know Tony and me wasn't there, I saw Jovica grabbing Jose by the waist. Jose had Brody by the hair. Brody was holding his, his stomach 
and Carlos was in the opposite side of, of Brody and his right side. When the picture is when I come inside, Brody was to the right side. Jose is holding him by the hair. Jovic is behind Jose, and Carlos is in the other on the right side of Brody, uh, trying putting him away. And uh, and Jose yelling, it, "Let me kill this son of a bitch!" With wow. the knife in his hand, I remember he he shoot the knife, but Jovic was pulling so hard that he cut his hair. So that's why. Brody has the chance to come outside. When Brody come outside, he try to walk to the dugout area, and I tell him, don't go that way because that's the ring area. So I just run to the other side, to the outside, to call the police. We don't have no cell phones at that time. No. The 911 in Puerto Rico wasn't strong. Like, you know, when, when started, the 911 started in, in the States wasn't that strong. So in Puerto Rico, by the time, we don't have 911. You have to call dying. So I went to the office, called this guy from the uh, building. He was in there. So here he come walking down the uh, hallway in the ballpark. I yell at him. We need to call the ambulance. And I tell him, you know, when he right away the situation. That fucking asshole, sorry, ass. He want to go inside to see what happened. I say, call the 911, call the police, call the you know, ambulance, blah, blah, blah. So... Next door was Menudo. Menudo was a, a music uh, kit. Mm -hmm. So they have uh, they have ambulance and whatever. But anyway, it took from 30 to 40 minutes the ambulance to get there. Finally, finally the ambulance get there. They put Brody in the, in the, uh, in the stretcher and took him, took him out. You know, he went to the, the hospital. So they treat him there, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, in the morning, uh, I don't have the way to connect with none of the guys. So when I arrive in Maya West, we have a, a, a restaurant in Maya West, which is around two hours almost to the west side of the island. When I get there, I just drop my back in the dressing room. I saw nobody in the dressing room. And I went all the way to the front to ask Isaac Rosario, the same guy that I mentioned to you before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, Isaac, what's the news? He said, he died. I just went like, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I just went like, what? I said, no way, no, no, you kidding? Don't, don't. And he said, no, he, he died last night. He, uh, and then he explained he got an operation and he bleed, you know, during the night and he passed away. Oh my god, it's terrible. And and wow. I went back to the dressing room, sit down by myself there. Here arrived Carlos, Jovita, and Jose. And Jose was like, nothing happened. He sit down there, and uh, that's when uh, I went to Carlos and said, Carlos, do you hear the body guy? And he said, yeah. And I just there, like, what the fuck? And, and Jose's like, nothing happened. And he just walked away. I'm like, what the? They canceled the show, of course, because the boys, the boys refused to work and, and go to the arena good so i mean the only guy on trial was him but the the, the witness like a uh, dutch the young blood uh inverted to uh, uh tony atlas the court never sent them the uh the papers so they have to come to puerto rico but i then uh, you know years later i just found out the uh they have to pay 
the, the ticket of the witness. The prosecutor should, you know, they have to do all this blah, blah, blah. I always say it's money involved in that fucking bullshit. What's money involved in that? I know. I know. So they, they pay, I don't know if they pay the judge, I don't know, in that point, but I know they pay the, the trial people. Some of them got money. Wow. And, and that's, that's bullshit. But like we say, he's still alive. He's still, uh, we're still here. So I don't know. You never know when, when something could strike back. That's right, karma and such. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, I, I hope happen. Hope happen because he, he's he's a father, and that's what I, I remember. I told Jose when uh, when they come in the bathroom and to text me. I said, "Why? Well, what do you say?" I said, "Well, I say what you know what I have to say." And uh, he said, "I tell him he was a father because he Jose just." lose his little girl, I don't know, a month before, something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, but still, man, it's, it's, it's a bad, uh, bad situation. It's one of the most you tragic know, my, things that's happened in wrestling. Oh, my God. You know, oh I, we had God, put a... Man. I put a story up about um, Bruiser Brody about a month and a half uh -huh. ago, and it featured uh -huh. Dutch Mantel's letter where he kind of detailed a bit of what, you know, what he saw. And, of course, just the feedback from fans and everything. It's just, you know, the, the thing about Bruiser, though, he's still inspiring wrestlers today, you know, so his, his oh, impact was there. But yeah. what a shame. I mean, it's just horrible what happened, and I, I yeah. thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, wish, I wish the uh, they have the, uh, the courage to, to open that case and, and go deep, deep on it. You know, because I know maybe more that, than Jose is going to jail. It needs yeah. to happen. But I wish I wish to talk to, to his kid. You know, I, I hear he don't want to know nothing about wrestling or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but I, I wish to, to, you know, get in touch and, and see him face to face and talk to him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Happy. That's it. Well, let's let's hope that retribution comes and you know Bruiser can rest in peace. You know, and it's just mm -hmm. one of unfortunately many things that's happened in wrestling that's tragic. You know, and you were there. Um, but let's move on to something a bit more positive. Yep. Thank you. January '94, you jumped over to WWF, and yeah. your your first persona in the big time was as Quang the Ninja. You were a masked martial artist built from the Orient and managed by Harvey Whippleman. How did this character come about? Okay, when I when uh, the, the, how I get to WWE when I get there was uh, right by Razor Ramon Scott Hall. Uh, I was I was before you know to get there working for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I was there with Yokozuna, Fatu, Bandam Bigelow, Big Bandader, and uh, we just all work there. And uh, that's when it started, you know, coming to WWF. So uh, one time I just uh, sent my, my hello to, to Scott. And uh, he talked to Vince and said, hey, I got this kid. Worked with him in Puerto Rico, TNT, blah, blah, blah. Put me over. And uh, they said, well, bring him down and see what, what he got. So I went to Syracuse and did my tryout. Almost three months. I don't know. I think almost mm -hmm. three months, maybe. 
I just went crazy. I, I just quit the, uh, New Japan to go to uh, WWF, and all of a sudden, no work. So I called one time, kind of a mad, and I, I had the chance to talk to Pat Patterson. I say, listen, I'm, I'm, I just quit Japan, no working, nowhere, no doing nothing. I did a tryout. You guys say you're going to give me a job. Now I'm, I'm sitting home here starving. So, you know, so that's when he said, oh, kid, don't worry, we're going to bring you down, la, 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 la. So they bring me down. Uh, I went to, to sign the contract with Vince and J.J. Dillon. And now they, well, TNT, well, I mean, Quang was a TNT with a mask. You know, they saved me from the pain. <laughs> so they say, uh, you know, we don't want no pain, blah, 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 whatever. But, uh, you know, let's put a mask on you. And his name is going to be Quine. That's like a Chinese name. I say, well, you got like a Puerto Rican black guy, you know, or brown guy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, on the mask. I said, Quine, I said, Chinese. I said, all right, let's do it, <laughs> you know. To me, man, I love that character. Because, I mean, it was me. I was doing my, my gagas. And uh, the character was strong. The character, uh, to me, was was okay. Uh, how I know was the character kind of a strong, no big time strong, but some kind of a good strong. Because, And uh, I did a raw. I always say this. I did a raw TV tapings against Brett for the uh, WWF title. And we break the record on ratings, uh, but you know, by that time. So that told me that that character was was strong, you know. And I say, well, if we break that record on on on, on you know on Raw, and the, I, I remember when uh, Raw was live one week and tape another, so we we just in one live show we tape for the next week on on Raw was taping already taped, so. They show that, and man, we did, I don't know, 3.5, maybe, point, I don't know what. Which was a great rating and at the time. The, oh, man, and uh, I was happy. My, the match, you know, that, that segment went high. So that told me that people believe that that character could be Bret Hart. You know, and, and I went like, well, good. I remember a little story there. Uh Always, always Brett come late to the arena. So uh, they put, uh, it's a match, was like four segments. First segment was TV taping for the next week Raw. Then the second and third was live right there. And the fourth segment was TV taping for the second hour of the next week. So we are, Brett and me, in the first segment. So I'm happy because I, I don't remember where we were. But was far away from the hotel, so I say, well, first hour, boom, out here, and we don't have to wait for three more hours doing nothing. So happy, just waiting for bread, waiting for bread, and bread has arrived when Ross start live. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> so oh man, I was like, come on! So okay, well, I have to be there. So waiting for him, we sit down to talk, and uh, and. And Brett just, he was lacing his boots, and he stopped and looked at me and said, okay, no chops. I said, what? He said, no chops. I said, what do you mean no chops? I said, no, no, I don't know, I know like chops. I said, I have to give you one, man. He said, no, said, just one. He said, no chops. I said, come on, Brett, just, just one. He said, 
Okay. Well. What martial artist doesn't <laughs> chop? <laughs> exactly. So, so if we are dealing with a chop, you know, and uh, he's like, no. I said, just one. Come. I said, no. I said, just one, bro. Come on. Okay, just one. <laughs> so I mean, it's so funny, man. And uh, I said, okay. I mean, we laugh. What the heck? And we have this hell match. To be honest, I love it. It was nice, and and uh, you know, people believe it. Brady was broke, you know, by that time. Happily back. What the heck? And, uh, I mean, I, think I love the character, to be honest. Love the character. And, uh, and uh, I don't know why they don't, you know, push it a little bit more. Then later, Vince have the idea to have, you know, Savio Vega, the Puerto Rican from yeah. the Bronx, to save his, uh, his old pal from uh, Miami, Razor Ramon. That's when I, right there, where I did my, my tryouts at Syracuse, we did, uh, you know, that's when I jumped from through the fence and, and go and say Razor and he come the police, blah, 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 blah. You know, and uh, that's when the, the character started to uh, you know, born, uh, which is, it was a pay, of course. I mean, uh, uh, they used that character to to talk to kids in school, you know, don't drop, don't drop school, don't use drugs. Uh, Savio Vega is coming from the same, from the street of... Uh, the wars of the Puerto Ricans in of South Bronx, New York, you know, and uh, here I am, the big league wrestler in WWF, and, uh, you know, to help the kids to stay in school. That was uh, most, more or less Fabio Vega character. Well, this marks the end of the first part of my interview with Savio Vega. Tune in next Sunday where we go on to talk another 45 minutes about a variety of things such as the 1995 King of the Ring tournament where he beat the likes of IRS, Yokozuna, and the Roadie to make it into the finals against Mabel. We also talk about him being the first person to hand single losses in the WWF to The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and how he was the first one ever to take the Stone Cold Stunner. He shares many stories about his good friend Yokozuna, and I promise these stories will have you laughing out loud. He talks his heel turn, joining Farouk and Crush in the Nation of Domination, and later starting his own stable, Los Bariquas. He also goes on to give his opinion on the click and the ugly stranglehold they had backstage and much, much more. If you like what you heard on this episode, please share it on social media and let us know what you think. You can find Savio online at Twitter at Savio Vega. On Facebook, if you search his name, it's the two profiles with the lion picture as well as the official Facebook fan page. This is where you can keep up with Savio and everything he's up to these days. You have been listening to Pro Wrestling Stories Presents on ProWrestlingStories.com. If you like what you hear, let us know on Twitter at PWS underscore official, on Facebook.com slash ProWrestlingStories, or on email at admin at ProWrestlingStories.com. If you'd like to give back and donate, please click the little button that says I'd like to do a little something to say thanks on the page. Until next time.